Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I'm the sexy. I'm the sexy. 
And you know, I I I'm not eye candy for hard ladies. You know, they're the married guys. I'm the eye candy. I'm a whole lot of candy, but I'm still the eye candy nonetheless. There it is. <laughs> there it is, man. Hey, got represent right. That's cool, oh. man. That that's what's up. So shout out to Sweet Lou and the crew. How about that? Sweet Lou and the crew, the brains, the coach, and the quote unquote the sexy. There you go. Um, <laughs> so we not the quote unquote. <laughs> it's, it's weird coming from another guy. Come on, we, we, I know, we know no, that. I completely understand um, that. I, I, I'm, I'm comfortable though. I'm comfortable. I understand. I get it. There you go. I should be comfortable too. I, I should stop tripping. Uh, <laughs> yo, week two, NFL. Oh. Before we get into that, let's get let's go to the because we're both hurting right now. Me and you, yeah. Both felt your skins, my Steelers. We're hurting right now. And speaking of hurting, I'm in a world of hurt. Steeler Nation's a world of hurt. Who mm-hmm. that nation is in the, in the world of hurt as well with uh, working yeah. back with you. Drew Brees going to be out for six weeks uh, following, like, surgery to repair. It's a torn it's a torn uh, thumb, right, or a sprained thumb looking. I think it's a torn looking on his thumb. I think it is a tear. Yeah, exactly. He's out for six weeks. And Big Ben, who's been playing like large Benjamin this season so far, he's out for the year with a bad elbow, which pretty much people are thinking is Tommy John, which is even scary. So, mm-hmm. let me ask you this, bro. Should Saints, to who that nation and Steel Nation give up on the season, throw the baby out with the bathwater, or should we just hold on and just trust our respective organizations? Let me get your take, and I'll give you my take. Wow. Um, the thing is this, though. Um, there are a lot of people, including myself, that had, mm-hmm. you know, higher than average expectations for both of these teams. And when I say that, I mean right. better than eight and eight finishing the yeah. year for both of these organizations, right? Um, right. right. Most <clears throat> had the Saints a lot higher than that. If not winning the division, mm-hmm. probably winning, winning the conference. Yeah, you know, and I had them mm-hmm. winning the conference. You know, I had them in, in the Super Bowl. Um, but, of yeah, course, that I was all contingent. Too. Yeah, and it, which, is, which is, you know, very interesting because, of course, it, is all, it was majorly contingent on the play of Drew Brees. Didn't need to be great play. He didn't need to give me 4,040 because he didn't do that last year. Mm-hmm. But he right. needed to be out there, and he needed to orchestrate the offense. Um, as it became with the Steelers, you know, I saw them winning the division, excuse me, at best, you know, making the playoffs, not necessarily mm-hmm. going far, but at least being competitive. It's going to be interesting to see what happens now after that, um, after both injuries being yeah. extremely major. Um, of course, with Ben being out for the entire season and uh, Drew being out for Chunk. Um, Steelers starting 0 and 2, Saints starting 1 and 1. If, and this is a huge if, Drew is capable of coming back at the earliest, and they're saying six weeks is the earliest he can come back. Oh, man. Yeah. It'll be a tough haul to hold if, if they go, if they don't win any games within the next six weeks. But let me start with Big Ben first, right? 
because yes, please. We, Hit me with it. Yeah, we we we, we kind of have, you know, a little bit more of a blueprint with Big Ben. You know, he's missed was that one, three, uh, about seven games over the previous yep. four seasons, and then we had that one season in 2015 where he missed. What was that? He missed uh, seven games, six games. He missed six yep. games that year. Mm-hmm. Actually, he was he, he missed six and was playing in that seventh when he got hurt. I'm sorry. Right. It was. Yeah, he played in that seventh when well, he got hurt. Well, that's the year he got hurt against Cleveland, right? I think that's the year yes. he, he hurt his ankle. Yes. yes. Against Cleveland, yeah. And, and, and the games that he was out, they were three and two if I remember correctly. So they were barely over 500. But if memory serves me, that was with Mike Vick. And matter of fact, I think Mike Vick got hurt um, during that stretch too. So they had to go to their third string. Who was... Exactly, remember that. I can't remember the guy's name. Was it Landry Jones? I'll look it up. Uh, I don't know if it was Landry Jones, uh, but yeah. Yeah, it might have been... um, What's that? He has a Polish last name. It was um, Landry Jones. Okay, okay. I thought it was, was Landry Jones. Jones. And they went name. 500 with, okay. at that point in time. Now, the thing yeah. is, matter of fact, they were without Le'Veon during that time, too. So this is, we've, yep. we've kind of seen the situation before. Um, I mean, they had A.B. Yeah, he was there. And it was a target for, for QBs to throw to during that time frame. But, you know, they were still right. without uh, uh, Le'Veon, and they were without Big Ben. So we've kind of seen this before. If there's a way that they could somehow go uh, – well, even if they Thank go you. 500 <laughs> in, 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 in the last yeah. 14 games, that's 7-7, seven and seven, they're 7-9. Seven and nine. That's not what they want, yep. but at the same time, what it does is that it it, it just gives the uh, the Dolphins a lower draft pick than what they were expecting. Um, because it, yeah, let it, me just go it, through the yeah, let's go to the schedule for the Steelers. Um, right, yes. right, quick, if you don't mind. Um, no problem. Going to obviously, um, and just to piggyback with what you were saying, because you were thinking out loud, and I had a thought too. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's tough. But the good news is we don't have that type of a schedule. I mean, we play the AFC East. The AFC West. And we only get the Chargers. We only get the Chargers. Oh, no, we only get the Chargers by the Patriots, so we got that out the way. Um, yes. Was that? Um, no, you were yeah, right. So we already, yes. Yeah, so we already got our asses kicked by the Patriots week one. We got them out of the way. So mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident against the rest of the division, uh, especially that Miami's is in full tank mode right away. They even they they they're not even waiting to the end of the season to tank. Um yeah. but if you look at the we also playing the uh, the NFC West, which is mm-hmm. tough but not that well, it's go it's gonna be tougher because the four and eyes are balling, but I think that's kind of like school school because of who they played so far. I mean the Buccaneers and the Bengals, seriously. Um but you know True. we get the Chargers from mm-hmm. the AFC West, we have to go to, to Los Angeles, um, but we play our division foes, and Ravens are looking good again against, albeit against bad competition, and Cleveland's looking better. Um, yes, but 
I think realistically, I'm looking at the rest of the schedule. We play at San Fran this coming weekend. If we win in San Francisco, I think we're going to go eight and eight or nine and seven. I think if, if we win in San Francisco, if we don't win in San Francisco, we're going to be no more than eight and eight. That's just that's that's just how I look at it. And remember that draft pick we traded to, um, um, uh, was it Miami for Minka Fitzpatrick, which I love because I mean, hell, if anyone's seen the play of our back end, our secondary, mm-hmm. we definitely need some. We definitely need an infusion of talent. Okay, but the rub is. With, I mean, hell, I mean, I think Pittsburgh, to their credit, they're not going to tank, want to tank the season. They want to see who, what they have and Mason Rudolph. They want to check out the depth, and it's like the next man up. I mean, with, with my Steelers, always the next man up. We're never going to fold on the season. So, I mean, Miami, they're not going to get a draft pick, but so high, maybe no more than the 20s if, 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 they, if the Steelers play their cards right. But I think it's always somehow get to, right? to seven and nine. Eight and eight, yeah, it'll be somewhere within the twenties, but it, it is going to be highly reliant on what Mason Rudolph does, and 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 don't get it mixed yes. up. Mason Rudolph almost had the Steelers come back from behind against the, the, yeah, uh, the Seahawks. Yeah, so yeah, you know, if, it, it, yeah, yeah, so you know, if, if if he can continue on that trajectory. It'll be very interesting to see what the Steelers do, but the Saints, yeah, the Saints is is another interesting situation. Um, let me see what their schedule is like over the next few, because of course that will explain. Um, okay, so they have they, they go to Seattle, they have Dallas, they got Tampa, and they got the Jags and the and, and the uh, the Bears and the Cardinals, and that six week span. Mm-hmm. Then they have a bye. Come week seven. Right. So, if they can get to the bye week with their backup situation, and they can somehow get wins against the Bucks, the Jags, and the Cardinals, it'll be very interesting to see what they do with the Bears in Chicago mm-hmm. on a Sunday afternoon. I don't know if they Late necessarily afternoon. beat. The Cowboys, as much as I begrudgingly want to say that out loud. Um, I know, right? It hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> it? It hurts a whole lot saying that out loud. They won't, and, I don't think they'll be beat winning in Seattle either. And Just I don't know if they'll be winning in Seattle either. Um, so if yeah. they're able to, to go 3-3 three and three in that stand, <clears> and they're 4-4 four and four when Drew comes back, Immediately after they come back, they have Atlanta at home. They go to Tampa. They got Carolina. They right. go back to Atlanta, and they got the Niners. And that's yeah. one, two, three, four, five right there. Mm. If they could somehow get three of those, I could say they could probably get four of those with Drew. You eight and four. Yeah, with the cold, and that's the thing. I, that's why I'm not worried about New Orleans. I'm not worried about New Orleans as much as Pittsburgh because, I mean, not only is Drew Brees when Drew is coming back during the season, obviously, but the schedule is not as daunting. I mean, it's not. They're going to be shell shocked going again going in Seattle and hosting a couple of weeks. I'll give you that. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give anyone that. But then come the Buccaneers. They're in Jacksonville. Jacksonville's already quitting. When the coach yeah. having a, a full fledged mutiny. 
and they go to Chicago. I'm not as I'm not as afraid for them as for Saints in Chicago because man, Chicago has a quarterback named Mitchell uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, and I'm not high yeah. on him. Never been high on him. And so it wouldn't shock me to have a uh, Teddy Bridgewater led squad, a Jason Hill piloted squad going to Chicago and win. Now Chicago does play defense. Their defense they do. is nasty. Mm-hmm. But their offense is even grosser. <laughs> That's it from a gross standpoint. So it would shock me if, if New Orleans coming out there with a win. So really I if you take if you look at the next six games, I, I think they're gonna lose the next two. And two in Seattle and, and at home against the against the Cowboys. They're mm-hmm. winning. They're winning against Tampa. They're winning Jacksonville. They're winning Chicago. So they'll go three. I have them going three, and and of course they'll, they're they're going to beat the Cardinals. So at home. So they're going to. They have them going four and two over the next six games. So that mm-hmm. will put them at five and three when yes. they go into the bye week. That ain't bad. That's, That's not, not bad, bad at all. And then you know what they have That's after that. Bad. Immediately after that, they have the their division. And that's what lines up. That's that right. makes that even nicer because you get Drew back. Yeah. And you face your division right. in back to back to back to back games. And then you got the Niners. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the Niners will be come week 12 at that point, or week 14, I'm sorry. And then you go to the Colts, mm-hmm. who are without um, Andrew uh, uh, Luck. And we don't, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't know what the Colts will be at that point either. You know, it depends upon. How Jacoby Brissett Jacoby looks Brissett at that looks point. Good, He's looking yeah, good he's now. Looking good so far. You know, we just have yeah. to wait and see. And give, give, him, give him 15 weeks. I guess the defensive coordinators will have some tape on him by that time, too. But, yeah. That's the thing. Then. That's the thing. You know, you mm-hmm. have some, some additional tape on him by that point. Uh, Marcus Mariota. Right. He's shaky. And then we don't even know if we'll have Cam. Come week seventeen right. for, for the Carolina Panthers, he might not even be healthy at that point. So, Drew right. will come back at a very, very favorable, favorable time for the New Orleans Saints. And I'm not going to come out here and say that they've run that table after November 10. But man, that 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 table looks very, very delectable to that team if they're at it as close to four strength as they can be with Drew Brees being back. Right. I agree. I totally agree with you. are sharing a the brain there, bro. Um, that's why I'm not no, worried about New Orleans. The schedule mm-hmm. shifts up pretty well. I mean, they're getting the worst part of the schedule out the way at the right time, the next two games, the perfect time. That way, Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill will get some time behind the center. They'll get the, they'll get the reps there and they'll get more confidence. Head into what's the next game again? I'm scrolling back up. Uh, I guess the, the home game gets the gets the Buccaneers. I mean, that that's that that's that's perfect for them. That's damn near perfect for them. Seriously, I mean, it's it's safer. To, it's that's why I'm not worried about New Orleans. And to your point, if we think if the, if the next six weeks pan out the way we think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Five and three heads to the bye week and getting Drew Brees back <clears throat> for a stretch run where they face most of their division opponents. Um, I mean, hell, the last half of the season is heavily on the division. Only two game, only three games outside of the, the division the last half of the season. 
So that's damn near perfect for them. And so they go five and three. They should go five and three, and they get Drew Brees back for the stretch run. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a party in the Superdome. Yes, it I is. Gotta it is. I, 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 yep. If they go five and three in that stretch, I don't think they lose another game. They might lose one other game in that second half of the season, <laughs> and, and that means they'll be mm-hmm. twelve and four. At, at worst, right. if they some, if they somehow go three and three, which is also a possibility, and they finish the year mm-hmm. off uh, eleven and five, that's the division too. So. That's right. But the thing is, it's all the the, the next six weeks will be very, very telling on what happens, even though I believe that they can rebound in the second half of the season. Mm -hmm. Now, Pittsburgh, on the other hand, yeah, I'm worried. (laughs) I am concerned. But the the, the interesting thing (laughs) to me, though, was the, the, the Minka Fitzpatrick trade. And the fact that they were willing yeah. to get rid of their first round pick, which leads me to believe one thing: they believe that Ben is coming back next season. There were there were some questions on whether yeah. or not, you know, Ben would return they want him back. for twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. The Steelers must think he's coming back because they got rid of their first round pick. I don't think a, a, an organization right. who thought that they would be losing their star QB would get rid of their first round draft pick. I don't think so. But you know, it, now, it, or, or, thing, not, go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I hate I hate interrupting you and your, and your. I know you're flowing, bro. I'm sorry. I know you're flowing. That's fine. You're flowing. Fine. I love your flow. But but check this out though. What if what if, you know the like you know the GMs in this league like to throw smoke mm-hmm. screens. What mm-hmm. if it's a smoke screen, but then get somebody to buy some quarterback needy team to buy on Ben. And give up a first and maybe a third in return and get that first round pick back. Ooh. Because he's due for a roster bonus of two or three million dollars in the spring, and I think he's due like a base bonus of I forgot the numbers, but it's early in the off season. Now mm. if they don't. I mean, Tommy John is Tommy John. So if it they, is. if they, if they deep down think you know, let's just see who screw who will bite. You think they could pull that trigger? Wow! So this is—it's a Tommy John surgery. That's what makes it even more interesting. That's why—that's why I think it's—I it's, think it's going to be Tommy John. That's God, what it sounds it's... like. I mean, because if you saw his injury, it was not a contact injury. It was in a storm it motion. He hurt his elbow. It was. You're absolutely correct, and that's the thing that I am kind of concerned about because if it is Tommy John, you know, baseball players. They have their surgery. They come back, and they're not—they're not right for another year. Right. That's a whole different throwing motion, throwing style, a lot more strength. Mm-hmm. I can't think yep. of a QB off the top of my head that needed Tommy John surgery. I can't. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting right. to see how Ben, who is a bigger, stronger guy. Returns right. from this surgery. Um, God, what? <clears throat> and, and then that's the other thing too. If I'm a GM, do I necessarily want to take that that chance with a quarterback right. who right. is what thirty six, thirty seven, coming off of a Tommy? I have to think mm-hmm. that my team is that close 
Indianapolis Colts to in in order to make that type of move. But you know, there's some that think that you know the Colts make that move for for uh, for Eli, who of course comes off the books next year anyway. And, and they don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to give up assets in order to get him. But it, it, it'll 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 be interesting to see what 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 happens one with the Steelers without Ben this entire season and how they approach the remainder of the season. Two, that's the thing too because oh, that was the thing I was just about to say. It's a possibility that the Steelers believe that Mason Rudolph might be the 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 the, uh, the eventual heir apparent to. Big Ben, and this is his opportunity to show it. And if he can, mm. then they don't necessarily need that first round pick, and they get first round grade talent with Fitzpatrick, and it's a win win for them. And, and they can use that second round pick for something else. If not, then they will probably have to use that second round pick on a QB. But we'll see. It'll, we'll see. Everything will pan out based upon how Mason looks this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a Mason Rudolph evaluation year. You're absolutely yeah. right. Um, you're absolutely right. Um, so it's it's going to remain to be seen. Me, I'm at the point where I'm damn near. I'm I'm, I'm damn near uh, uh, indifferent. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it is what it is. I think we should have fired our, our, our defensive coordinator because long time ago because we have all those first round, second round picks on defense. Yet we still can't cover. Yeah, my defense still can't cover you or me if we run a pass pattern. So, mm-hmm. I, I I I don't know. I don't know if it makes a difference with Ben or without Ben at this point. It would have been nice to have that draft pick though. But I do love Mika Fitzpatrick. I do love his talent. It's gonna it's gonna be very interesting if we come up eight and eight and out of the playoffs. How we how we decide to move forward. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. But one last thing about speaking of fan disenchantment. Your beloved Washington. I feel <sighs> for you. Don't. You're up 17 nothing in week one. Lost that game. You, yes. you hung in against Dallas. But, I mean, sure it's, it's just it was, that, that was That was a weird game. But let, let me get your thoughts on Washington thus far this season. Because I don't want to rub salt in the wound and wish the Cowboy game. That's kind of oh, a fight no. for you, so but but go ahead. Well, uh, not at all, <laughs> and, and and let me explain why. I don't know if I necessarily had a chance to say it when we talked about the um the, the, when we had our our season preview, but I felt as though that the yes, kids sir. were coming into this year, um, as a a a, a rebuilding year, and put yeah, a, a quiet, you know, it, it was like a quiet way of doing so without necessarily announcing. That is the start of a rebuild, right? And let me explain why mm-hmm. I believe that. They've already drafted their QB for the future and Dwayne Haskins. Right. They've drafted their running backs for the future and Darius Geis or, or Bryce and well and Bryce Love, waiting to see which one of those actually hits because they both have injury history. And and, and the interesting mm-hmm. well that's an interesting thing, but the bad thing um for, for, for Darius is the fact that, you know, he, he came off an ACL injury only to hurt his other knee. And um, we, we'll see what he'll look like come next season if if he's 100% then. And then at that point, we'll have Bryce Love as well. 
So you got your running back situation, you got your QB situation. Um, I found mm-hmm. it very interesting. There, there were a lot of people who were extremely critical of the Redskins receiving core, not having any high hopes for them whatsoever, only because they hadn't had any playing time. But Scary Terry mm-hmm. is coming out here balling and, and, and showing a lot of people that just because they didn't have any playing time, but, well, any, any pro playing time doesn't mean that they're bad players. So the receiving core in the passing game as of right now is looking pretty good. It's the stuff that people thought would be good at this point, which is causing the issue, and that mainly being the defense. So there were a lot of people who thought that they had talent on the defensive side of the ball, and I'm still one of them. They have a very young mm-hmm. uh, front seven, with the exception of uh, 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 Kerrigan, but Kerrigan can get you at least somewhere between 9 to 11 sacks annually. You bring in Landon yes, Collins as a free agent. The cornerback situation is still in flux. Um, thankfully, this is uh, Josh Gordon's – well, Josh Norman, I'm sorry. Josh Norman's last year. Yeah, Josh Norman. Well, Josh Gordon, Josh the Norman, they both like to him? get burnt. Yeah. You know what? I see what you did there. <laughs> you see what I did there? Yes. Um, yep. The thing is, I don't know if, if they started to question Josh two years ago when there were questions on whether okay. or why he wasn't covering guys, well, covering the number one receiver on team. And then, you know, it started to get to his ego that they started putting him on number one receivers. He wasn't getting beat consistently, but he was still getting beat. Now he's getting beat right. consistently by everyone. The, 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 the thing is, if you got speed, and 24 is in front of you, they're saying, just run a go route. You'll get open, and we'll throw you the ball. It's happened mm. for the, the first two weeks of the season. And, and, and unless they get that dude sort of safety help, it's going to continue to happen yep. for the rest of the year. But, um, yeah, you, you would hope that a guy that's getting paid that much money doesn't get beat like that. But, unfortunately, right. he is, and it's something that you're stuck with for the rest of this season. So that's something they'll probably end up addressing in the offseason in terms of either free agency or draft. But, yeah, like I said, young D-line, they got a, 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 a couple of young guys at the linebacker spot. They got a couple of young corners. Landon Collins isn't that old. Running back core mm-hmm. outside of AP ain't that old. Receivers ain't that old. They'll probably have to replace Jordan Reed. And, um, Outside, well, Trip Williams, who has still have yet to report yet, they're looking okay without That's Trent. right. They're looking okay yep. without Trent. It's not great, but they're looking okay without Trent. And those guys are relatively young. So I'm looking at this as a rebuild. I wasn't. I, I didn't have high hopes. I didn't have any expectations of them coming out and being world beaters. I thought if they had Trent and the defense was as good as people expected, that maybe they can sneak up on people, then go eight and eight, maybe nine and seven, what I like to call the Jake Wooten special. But as of this season, you know, if they somehow pull out four or five wins, okay. We build. It is what it is. Yeah. But there's some people who are screaming, <laughs> if they can get through this gauntlet, with the rest of this gauntlet, with the Bears this week, Giants next week, 
and then the uh, the Patriots, if they can get through that gauntlet, that everything else might be smooth sailing, and that somehow they may surprise the world and win nine games, which I doubt. But um, you know, if, if they can win six games, okay, I'm good. The, the, the main question is, of course, is whether or not um, Jay Gruden is on the hot seat. He might be. Yeah. I don't know if you necessarily. You think somehow... Stein would break through him off? You think he'll ever break him off, though? I mean, he's you know been what? around. <laughs> he's been around, and he's gotten two extensions, which shocked me and shocked a lot of people when he got the first one. And then when he got the second one, it was even more shocking. But um, right. it just depends upon if the team keeps looking bad. If they, and, and if they continue to look bad and uh, the, the coordinator's not out of here before the, uh, the Patriots game, then uh, expect that he get Jay Gruden out of here um, sooner rather than later. Well, speaking of sooner rather than later, getting people out, what the hell is going on in Miami and New York? I mean, I understand what's going on with the Jets. They're injured. They're, they're, they're walking actually, and that's devoid of talent. I get them. At least, but at least they're trying. Miami, yes. I, I think the, the game plan before the season, I guess the players don't know it yet. Is this is is like effort. We're gonna lose every game by a lot. Playing <laughs> for Tua, get a number one draft pick and get Tua Tagovailoa out of out of, out of uh, Alabama because I think he's he's eligible to be drafted after his junior season. So, um, I, I don't know what to make of it. I feel bad for the players. Because they, they have pride, right? But mm-hmm. to get the head the, the heads beat in back-to-back weeks, I mean, first of all, 59-10 to 10 to Baltimore, then 43 to nothing against New England, both at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anybody shows up to watch them at, that, at, 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 at Hard Rock Stadium, they should be drug tested. Or maybe they have a gambling <laughs> problem that we don't know about. I mean, because why else would you go see them? Why, why else would you go see a tanking squad? But why? What, what's, what's going on in Miami, bro? Because it seems like I don't know what, what their plan is. You know, last week they were talking about players who were requesting to be traded, and it looks like Mika Fitzpatrick is yeah. those guys. Yeah, yeah. so and, and it's funny, right, because your boy, what is the head coach's name down there? Flores is a um, – Yeah, Brian Flores. Is a a a, a Belichick guy, and yep. he's coming in there being Belichickian, and these guys are zero and two, and they want out of there. They're not even waiting to see if he can turn the ship around. They just want to bounce, right? Which says a lot because coming into the season, I thought that the, the the Dolphins would be bad, but I didn't think this would be this bad. But yeah, guys are looking for an out. And when they're looking for an out, that means they don't see any future within the yeah. next season or two where they see a potential turnaround. They don't even want to stick around. And this is Miami that you're talking about. They don't want to stick around in Miami? So it's yeah. something within that, that, that culture that's going on right now with this new regime that, that, that these players don't like. And we've already seen it, that this coach, has already gotten rid of guys that he doesn't want to deal with. He got rid of Thompson, got rid of uh, Stills, got rid of Fitzpatrick. So yeah, he's looking to go, uh, go. He's looking to build this this roster, his image. And you know, most coaches they don't have a lot of time 
So he's going to have to do something nope. within the next two seasons to go ahead and start impressing Dolphins brass and in in, in that fan base to get them back on board because right now it's like everybody's jumping ship. And it's, it's interesting that if they are taking for tour and they just got Rosen, that don't seem right. But, you know, because I, I thought Rosen was your guy. But is he not? I thought so, too. I thought so, too. And that speaks volumes to Miami because the coach staff, because Rosen has had, not to give him excuses, to stay in the facts. He's had mm-hmm. different offensive coordinators the last how many seasons? So he hasn't had that stability. Yeah. And, you know, he was brought in to be the quarterback, the guy in Arizona last year, only to be served by one Cliff Kingsbury when they brought in uh, Kyler Murray. And so I thought I, – I thought that Cliff Kingsbury says would work well with Rosen, to be honest with you. But, you know, we it, what, one thing led to another, and here we are. I just I just, I just think this is more of a – I don't – I think this is to your point when you said that Flores is being Belichickian. Remember when mm-hmm. he played Blasted Jay-Z's music after uh, Kenny, Kenny Stills said what he said when Jay-Z exactly. made that with the NFL? That was uh-huh. all just to fuck with him. And, yeah. you know, he's, Kenny Stills is one of his best best players, if not his best offensive play, player, period. And you mm-hmm. alienate him. So if players are looking like that, at that is like – does this Flores kind of know what the hell he's doing? <laughs> I mean, does, does he, I mean, he's trying that Belichickian crap on us, and he's a new dude. He's a new Jack, if you will. I just think part of me thinks they, they flat out quit on him. That could be the case, That's too. That's what I think. Because you I mean, look at it like And this. I hate to say that as a, as a, as a, a minority coach, but, yeah, hey, I mean, it is what it is. I think they're quitting on this dude. If it's not and like it, a – and there was a full-fledged meeting. Yes, it is. And, and that's the thing because he has rings, but he's not the, the architect behind those rings. You know what I'm saying? Right. He, he, was, he was part of that crew. He wasn't the leader of that crew. Yeah. He was part of that crew. And you can pull moves like that if you're Belichick. <clears throat> You know, you can't pull those moves yeah. if you're Romeo Cornell. If you're, right. um, what's your boy's name that ended Bill up O'Brien. at um, Exactly. You know, you, you can't pull those moves if you're deaf. You have to be Bill Belichick to do it in, in, in order for it to mm-hmm. work. Or while you're pulling it, your team is winning. And they're like, oh, we can go ahead and we can buy into this and we'll do this. <laughs> But uh, until then, man, you got to win games, and then they're not, and they're looking really, really bad. So yeah, he he has no other choice but to bring in guys that he picked out. Yeah, yeah. But I just I I don't know. It's just it, it, you don't see this still that often that a professional team gets the asses kicked the first two games out the box like yeah. that. Is it? You just don't see it. We'll get you out here on this, man. We'll close the show on this. So you, you, the big news of the week, aside from what happened with the injuries to Big Ben and, and Drew Brees and Miami seemingly tanking on the season, is what happened with Eli Manning getting benched for David for Daniel Jones rather in New York. Now, me, I thought this bench should have happened 
a long ass time ago, like as in two seasons ago, at least, at <laughs> least, right? But mm-hmm. I guess they got themselves a franchise quarterback, which still I'm shocked that they would draft Daniel Jones that damn high in a draft. I mean, I guess they hadn't seen all of his games at Duke. I guess they didn't see him get his ass kicked by Wake Forest, 59. I think it was 59 to seven to end the season last year. Um, <laughs> but whatever, it is what it is. Um, but still, nevertheless, the, the Daniel Jones era is, has begun. But let me ask you this. What is or should be the legacy of Eli Manning? Because I assume this is his last, this is his last hurrah in New York. So what what should his his legacy be in your eyes? <clears throat> that he was a okay quarterback that won two Super Bowls. Mm. Mm. That's it. And, and the I reason why I, I leave it at that is if you look at this dude's stats, that's what they tell you, that he was a okay QB. You know, the one thing that everyone likes to throw out there, but he won two Super Bowls, though. Okay. I'll give you that. He did win two Super Bowls, but yep. you know what? That entire team won two Super Bowls. Okay? Right. I mean, let's be real. The Super Bowls that they won, it wasn't like Eli and the Giants offense just were like – magicians offensively throughout the entire game. No, the defense kept those games close, and and, and, and Eli was capable of, of, you know, architecting these, these, these game-winning drives. I, you can't take that away from him. But I don't right. think they scored more than 20 points in those Super Bowl wins. Nope. 17-14, and 14 and I'll get the other one. But, yeah, they're low-scoring Super Bowls. They were, they were both low-scoring Super Bowls, which lets me know that their defense was capable of keeping them in the game, and they were they just happened to have the ball at the right time, and they were able to execute a winning drive. Okay, Eli was capable of doing that. But let's look at the things that he led the league in throughout his entire career. There was what one, two, three times he led the career, but led the league in what interceptions with at least twenty interceptions, and then you know yep. he you know, led the league in sack percentage as well. So it's kind of hard for me to say that a guy who in three seasons, three seasons, tallied 72 interceptions. That's just three seasons. Then you have a year, you have a year where he had 18, he had 17, two years with 16, and a year with 15. Let's see how bad it is. I have a stats in front of me, brother. He led three times he led the league in interceptions, Mm -hmm. 27, 2013, 25 in 2010, and Mm -hmm. 20 in 2007. Like like last year, last season, he had 11 picks, but he only threw 21 touchdowns. Um, and, and, And if you look, I mean, his best years, Came in twenty statistically, came in twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen, when mm-hmm. he threw thirty touchdowns of fourteen picks and thirty five touchdowns of fourteen picks respectively in those years. But still, I, I think 
like like I think those seasons. I mean, it's it's not like they differ so well anyway. I mean, if you, I mean, but but if you want to really check out the most telling stat about him, his record, his regular season record. Do you know what it is? It's one sixteen and one sixteen and one sixteen. Five hundred. Ding ding ding. Perfect. It's so typical. So so apropos, right? <laughs> yes. For a guy who had an average career in the post, in the regular season, but a stellar career in the postseason. That's yeah. that's that's just a trip, man. That's an absolute trip. And, and you know what? What he reminds me of, right quick. Who's that? I think he's our generation's Joe Namath. Because remember, Ooh. Joe Namath. He has that one Super Bowl win when he guaranteed a win over the heavily favored Colts. And his his regular season stats and record are subpar at best. Mm-hmm. But he's in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, so basically, if you look at it, Eli, I think Eli's going to get in. I don't think he's Hall of Fame caliber. That's just me. But I think his two wins over over Tom Brady in the Super Bowl and those two Super Bowl MVPs, are going to get him in. I think that's, that's going to get him in. That's on the street for those two Super Bowl wins alone over the Patriots. Yeah. Are going to get him in, are, are get him in the Hall of Fame. I, I completely agree. That's why it may not be the first ballot. Yeah. And it's, it's so, interesting that you brought Joe Namath up, right? Because if you look at it, mm-hmm. but at least, at least let's look at the categories Joe led the, the, the league in, right? Those years. I'm looking at a lot of stuff here. Matter of fact, for those of you who haven't been, go to ProFootballReference.com. You know, you get a whole lot of NFL stats there, right? And when you're looking at the players' stat line, bold numbers in their stat line meant that they led the league in those categories, right? So I'm looking at categories here where at least Namath led the league in completions, attempts, yards, touchdowns, but you know what? He also had four seasons when he threw for 20 or more interceptions, too. He did have that. Mm-hmm. So that, that is there. <clears throat> um, but he led the league in yards per game, unlike Eli. Um, and then also like Eli, his career record, 62, 63, and 4. Very subpar. But the fact that he had that huge Super Bowl win over the Colts, which is very legendary, just like Eli's win in the Super Bowl were very legendary. He'll get into the hall. But if, if you're asking me, there's no way. There's no way that I don't think he belongs in the Hall of Fame. I really don't. But Not at all. And, 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 and people that's why... who, who, who keep arguing this fact that he belongs keep throwing out team stats. He beat the yeah. Patriots, though, no. The Giants beat the Patriots, though. What about those years he didn't make the playoffs? Yeah. What about those years? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. The defense the defense alone won the first Super Bowl. I think that pass he threw to to Mario Manningham in the second mm-hmm. Super Bowl, that was a that was a classic throw in the clutch. That 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 throw was awesome. I can't Don't take that away wrong. from you, but to your point. Yes, he made plays. Yeah. And yes, he's made my skins look Horrible throughout that time. My God, we had to go through the likes of. Oh my God, we had to go through the likes of, of Tony <laughs> Romo, uh, uh, 
Eli Manning and, and Donovan McNabb in all of our division at the same time, man. And, and yeah, it was ugly for the skins. And yes, Eli made the skins look bad on a lot of occasions. But still, this dude was still average to me. Sorry. It is what it is. Yeah. Shouldn't make it. His stats will tell you the story. Average stats. I mean, hell, again, his regular season record is, is 116 and 116. That's If that doesn't tell you how average his regular season career has been, then I don't know what to tell you. But anyway, we'll see about that. But we'll see how the Daniel Jones era ends up going and uh, – I guess it's no time like the present, and all good things must come to an end if you're a Giants fan. <laughs> I mean, but uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty much like, you know, changes constant, and it's like that with my Steelers. It's going like that with the Giants, and uh, it's just the way it goes for football. Hey, thanks a lot, yeah, man. I'll just say just week? real quick, the other thing with, with yes, the, uh, Daniel Jones, this has to be a time where he succeeds now because they need to impress Saquon. If it does not work right now, Jaquan is out of there in a couple yep. years. Wow. Got to look at that, too. Good point, man. Good point. Hey, thank you, man. Take a life, No brother. dignity. Holla. No doubt. That's my guy, Dwayne Nash. Please check him out on Sleazy Radio on every Tuesday on Facebook Live and, of course, on the, HB, on the Yard Slash HBCU Sports where we last about all things HBCU Sports. Thank you all for tuning into the Clown Hour. This is Scott Burks. Prayers go out to to fellow Steeler Nation, who that nation, and throwing the Giants Nation because I'm in and, and maybe Dolphins Nation too because they don't know what the hell they're doing down there. Anyway, take care. Peace out. Oh six. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.